ella no anda en amor Solo quiere irse pa' la calle hasta que salga el sol Dice que no quiere mala vibra a su alrededor Que si no es con gente que le sume se queda sola mejor Se queda sola mejor Y ahora esa nena de nadie se enamora Bienvenidos a Radio Menea, I'm Miriam Suela Pérez And I'm Vero Valletti Flores, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. And each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we're bringing you the new music that we're digging right now. Yeah, we are hyped to bring you a new music episode about once a month, right, Pettis? Yep, that's the that's the plan. That's the plan. Well, this one's yours. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah, this one's mine, and it kind of makes sense given that we're like just off of uh, fresh off our trip to DR. Um, this is a song called Sola, and it's by Heidi Brown featuring Milka La Mastura and Luchi DR. Let's take another listen. Las mujeres pasan por lo de ella y no se quejan como los hombres. No importa si compran botella, eso no hará que se asuma. Y ahora esa nena de nadie se enamora. Va a sufrir mejor, ella se queda sola. Sin que nadie la controle o que la joda, prefiere estar sola. Y ahora. Yeah, I figured you would be. I figured you would be. I mean, three basically reggaetoneras, um, all Dominican, all really amazing, collaborating. I was really happy to stumble across this. Had you heard of Heidi Brown? I hadn't heard of Heidi Brown. Milka La Masdura, I'm a mm-hmm. longtime fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you introduced me to her um, mm-hmm. years ago. Um, yeah, yeah. And I brought her. I brought her to the Reggaetoneras episode, um, which was uh, episode four. <laughs> yes, so very way back. early on. If you all haven't heard that one, y'all should do it because yeah. it is good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so way back in the archives, and that song of hers, um, "No Te Confunda," is still like on my like 100 playlist. Like it's still one of my favorites. <laughs> nice. All these years later. So yeah, I was really hyped to find this new mujer, Heidi Brown, and also. Um, see her collaborating with these other two and then Luchi had you heard of her Luchi DR no no yeah another Dominican mujer um you know rapper reggaetonera type so it's it was really cool to have the three of them and I just really like the vibe of the video especially also go check it out at the show notes at radiomania.com um just seeing the three of them kind of collaborating and and being in relationship with each other and I just think it's it's really beautiful and just such a contrast to this super dude heavy um genre that they're a part yeah of. totally yeah. Love that always. I thought this this song would have been good for like our mejor sola que mala compañada episode because <laughs> it's all about like if I'm going to suffer, I might as well suffer alone <laughs> essentially. Um, so, you know, the, sort of the, <laughs> yeah. the, the challenging side of relationships and, and yeah, just the, the kind of song talking about um, about what it's, you know, when it's better to be on your own than to be in something that's not that's not working. So totally. Yeah. I wish that we had had time to, or even thought to interview these mujeres when we were in DR. Um, we've got some great interviews coming up for y'all that were really fun, but unfortunately, um, they these women were not on it. But I could have 
been really fun to to try and get the three of them together. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they if this is an actual thing, but they talk on the on the track about um, that they're part of El Club de Buenas Vibras. <laughs> like, is that oh, actually nice. a club that we can be a part of, or you're a part of, or it's a collaboration? <laughs> no sé, pero yeah, um, yeah, it sounds like a solid club to be a part yeah, of. Yeah, uh huh. And these mujeres definitely bring the Buenas Vibras to this song, so. I'm glad I could bring you something that you like. Not it's not going to be true for everything on this episode. I don't. Think. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Likewise. Likewise. Yeah. Yep. Yep. As per <laughs> usual. All right. Well, what's your first pick for this episode? My first pick is a jam that I both love and have all sorts of complicated feels about. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. But for now, let's take a listen. This song is called Con Altura. And it is Rosalia and J Balvin featuring El Guincho. El demon lo canto con Honduras. Dicen una estrella, una figura. Dector aprendí la sabrosura. Nunca he visto una joya tan pura Esto es pa' que quede lo que yo hago dura Con altura Demasiadas noches de travesura Con altura Vivo rápido y no tengo cura Con altura Y de joven pa' la sepultura Con altura Esto es pa' que quede lo que yo hago dura Con altura Demasiadas noches de travesura Con altura Vivo rápido y no tengo cura Con altura Y de joven pa' la sepultura Con altura Pongo rosas sobre el Panamera mm. Pongo palmas sobre la Guantanamera Llevo camarones la guantera de la isla Tan fuerte los vientos Ponte el cinturón y coge asiento A tu jeva ya la vi por dentro yes. El dinero nunca pierde tiempo no, no. Contra la pared Tú lo sí le tuve que comprar un trago Porque la tenías con sed Desde acá qué rico se ve No sé de qué pero rompe el bajo otra vez So I've had this song on repeat basically For the last few weeks since yeah. it came out Um, and I just, I really, really like it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever brought Rosalia, we even haven't. though some of our listeners have requested her, but we haven't brought her because she's Spanish, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you know, here she is in a song with J Balvin, who's, as you all know, is Colombian. She has another song with J Balvin from his album Vibras. Um, which I really liked called Durillo, but we just never, um, we just never bought yeah. that one. And she's like been all over the place lately. I feel like she's, really yeah, yeah. She's, she's super definitely popular. Like, she's definitely come like up. made it sort of big time in, right. you know, like some circles, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel all sorts of complicated about it because You know, like, I really, really love this song. Um, It's also amazing to me that El Guincho, who's been, like, underground famous for years, is in this Mm. place, like, in this, Mm. like, sort of mainstream song, like, with J Balvin. It just, like, sort of blows my mind. Like, El Guincho is also from Spain, Mm -hmm. so we've never brought him before, um, but he's a producer and artist um, that's been around for a long time and um, that I really love. Um, 
but um, yeah, and I really, really like Rosalia too. Um, yeah. I think her album El, Mar- El Mal Querer is, was like stunning. Um, mm-hmm. And she's really, really complicated. Um, yeah. You know, I think that this gets into like how the way that she's complicated gets into a little bit like out of my depth because it has to do with like racial and regional dynamics in Spain, Spain. which is not, you know, my area of expertise, but she is, um, she is a Catalan woman. She's from, she's from Catalonia and, um, flamenco is from Andalusia and it's not just from Andalusia. It's also, it's like a Gitano art form, you know, like Mm. Romani people who are still to this day in Spain, really, really heavily discriminated against. Yeah. And so, um, the fact that Rosalia is doing all this stuff and really blowing up and benefiting around, flamenco when like the communities that you know like are really originary to flamenco gitano communities aren't seeing the same kind of monetary gain from it it's like it seems like really familiar right and i know that like u.s racial dynamics don't play out in the same way everywhere else so i'm not trying to make you know like an assumption in that way but in spain people have people have called her out on that Mm. And um, one thing that I heard that I feel like is sort of awkward is that she speaks with an Andalus accent, oh. like, which is, that's like too far for me, <laughs> you know, like it's one thing if like, um, you know, like I, I'm not from Spain. I don't, I haven't right. spent too much time in Spain. So like, I don't know how baked in flamenco is to like a national identity, but I do know that in Europe people have really regional identities. Right. And like, it mm. means a lot to be Andalus. It means a lot to be Catalan. It means a lot to be Gallego, you know? Um, and so I don't know, you know, like it feels like slightly awkward, um, for this woman who's, you know, not a part of those communities to be blowing up, but also like she's studied flamenco her whole life. Right. It's not like she just came upon it. Right. Um, so that's like one area of complication that's like sort of like outside racial dynamics that I understand very well, but that I've, you know, done some reading about. Um, but where I really am having some feels is that she's doing all these collaborations with Urbano artists yeah, and I just feel I'm just like in my anti-colonial feelings about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's complicated because there's she's not the only like Spanish artist to do this, right? There's a lot of collaboration between artists in Spain and artists in Latin America, you know? It's like, um, so while she's like getting really big in a particular way, she's definitely not the first to to do these kinds of collaborations and crossovers. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like there was like Enrique Iglesias and like a bunch of people, you know, before him and. Um, you know, I think that the thing that's frustrating for me right now is that I see people including her in Latin media coverage and some people even calling her Latina, which just like, no, you know, she's not Latina. That's not what Latina means. Right. Um, and then I think like second, like it feels, I just like feel a way about a Spaniard getting in on this like Urbano moment. And again, she's not the only one, but I just feel like it like pokes into the like blanqueamiento del género wound even mm. further for me. Right. right? Even right. though like mixing, like just like from an aesthetic point of view, mixing flamenco vocal stylings with a dembow beat like they do on this song is fucking fire. You know, like, I love it. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's so complicated because it starts to to sort of unravel how 
arbitrary and complicated these distinctions are, right? Like what makes someone Latino or Latina? And like, that's a very U.S. concept. And in the U.S., if Rosalia was like living in the U.S., everyone would think she was Latina. Like nobody would know the difference besides maybe people who are themselves also Latina and like from Latin America. But like the like average American would be like, yeah, she's Latina. What do you mean? She's like kind of light brown and she speaks Spanish, you know? Like they wouldn't understand the distinction between like um, the peninsula and like Spain and like Latin America. And so it starts to just... It's like these categorizations. Yeah, like, kind we do of. And them. also, I do think that you come from a point of positional power if you're European. Like that's just no, like, I'm not. Yeah, true. Of course, no, I'm not. I'm not denigrating that. That there's a very different experience coming from from Spain itself than the experience of of being Latin American and the, like the history that comes with that. But I think from like in a um, an outsider perspective, especially in the U.S., like they don't aren't gonna know the fucking difference, you know? right? And she would right, be, and they don't know the difference because they are right. calling her Latina, and it's like right. awkward as yeah. fuck. <laughs> and she would be like, you know, racialized in some ways as a Latina in the U.S., even as a Spanish person, you know. So it's like, it's complicated because these definitions are very contextual, and like, I mean, Latin America as a definition is complicated anyway because you think about the group of countries that we're talking about and the diversity of experience across, right? Them, you know, of so course, it's like in and of, of itself, course. it's a Latinidad itself is like a construct that is like, you know, based on colonialism, basically, right? Right. And colonialism to that country specifically, so. Right, um, and then you think about, you think about Jay Balvin, it's like, where are his people from? Like, yeah, he's in Colombia. Yeah, exactly. He's in Colombia, but like his people have ties to Spain, you know? So it's like, we, we create this distinction that I do think matters and is important to identity, but also when you start to like, look further into it, it starts to fall apart a little bit because like how far Right, back, right. Well, and it's like, it know? is like further like this blanqueamiento del género, right? That J Balvin is also a part of, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, and like sure. there's this picture of her and mi novio Bad Bunny the other day on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like if they do a collab, I know it'll be amazing. And also I'm going to like have more feels yeah. about it. Yeah. Even though Bad Bunny is also, again, part of this like whole like blanqueamiento del género. Right? Like, it's very easy for somebody like Bad Bunny or for somebody like Jay Balvin to succeed in this moment. Um, and a lot less easy for a black person to do so. Like, uh, like in terms of, like, le- the level of success that those two are having, like, nobody who's black other than Osuna right. maybe is having that kind of success. Right? So, right. Um, yeah, you can't so, deny the colorism that's, like, involved in all of that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and just like all the like the like colorism, racism, all of it, right? Like it's all like very like you know like there's a lot of racism in Latin America, and that follows mm-hmm. everything in the industry as well. So sure. um, I feel like just like the added layer of like the Spain thing, I'm just like, <gasps> but this song is so good, and I really love it. <laughs> it's complicated. This shit is super complicated. Yeah, there's a lot of nuance, and it's not. I don't think there's like a definitive. There's not a lot of definitive answers. There's just a lot of questions, you know, that I have about Yeah, yeah. About these and dynamics. I'm, like, going to keep listening to this because I love it. Yeah, she's really talented. She's really talented. She's, she's really, super she's fucking She's really talented. having, like, a blow-up moment right now, for sure. I mean, and, when El Valquerer came out, that shit was, like, my jam. And it's, like, yeah. I mean, the shit that she's doing blowing up flamenco is, like, it's stunning. It's, like, it's aesthetically right. stunning. It, there's right. nothing like it. And it's right. amazing. right. Oh, I wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners actually like an hour before we started recording this sent us an email like basically asking all of these questions about Rosalia. Yeah, <laughs> so I know. I'd like, already written out the outline yeah, and like what I was, was like say. very well. I was like, oh yeah, timed. cool. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, listener. You're, you're totally on point with the things that we're thinking about too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my next song for this episode is by Carla Morrison. It's called Asa La Piel and it's featuring... Francis style. Yes, 
cigarro y cien Úlsame el alma con tu sonrisa Viciado de tu cuerpo me siento preso Perdido por ti, eso y enloquecido Eres la poesía que escribo La musa en la que me inspiro Tomado de tu mano es mi destino Siempre con luz porque soy bendecida Gracias con Dios So this song is actually a song that she released originally in like 2012, I believe, mm-hmm. um, but is put just put out this remix with Francie Style yeah. um, in April. Um, she's a Mexican singer-songwriter that I've featured before on this podcast. I brought her to a 2017 Heartbreak episode, which mm-hmm. I think is like appropriate for her style, yeah, totally. <laughs> for her voice and the kind of stuff she sings about. And this is totally. also essentially a Heartbreak song, I believe. Um, but I love, love, love her voice. And I talked about this when we first brought her, but she and a few other vocalists, including the person I'm bringing last for this episode, kind of represent this like melding of music that I used to listen to. There were these like American white, like singer songwriter types who also like very sweet voices, lots of feelings. Um, and then the music I listen to now, which is like pretty much exclusively Latinx artists. And so when I find these kind of like pop folk singers, Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of like Mexicanas for for whatever reason that really hit this for me. Um, it's it's like a sweet melding of that um, those sort of like what I used to listen to and what I listen to now. It's like bringing those two things together. Um, but I just yeah, there's something about like woman with guitar with like a soulful voice that really does it for me. <laughs> D plus. Um, yes, very like super queer. Even though some of the people I listen to like weren't as like queer like. <laughs> right. Um, right. Like, I mean, Brandy Carlisle is an example, like, definitely queer. But then somebody else I used to listen to is, like, Missy Higgins, who I'm pretty sure is not queer, but, like, fits into that bill. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I thought this was interesting because the the Francie style, like, collaboration really brings in a super different element to the song. It has, like, kind of an Urbano feel to it. He's a more of a rapper, I would say, in this song, at least. Um, and it was it was a little bit jarring when I first heard it because it's such a contrast to her, like, sweet sort of melodic mm-hmm. voice. What did you think of the, like, mix of the two, Pero? I thought it was all right. Carla Morrison, like, singer-song, like, guitar singer-songwriters are never super my fave. Like, I don't hate it, but it's just, like, never, I never find it super compelling. Um, but, I mean, she definitely has a, a, a really beautiful voice, and, like, this right. definitely adds, like, a little bit of interest to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm honestly, like, not sure if, I, if, if it works, to be, to be <laughs> yeah. honest. Um, but I was like, this is interesting, so I kind of want to bring it. Because, yeah. I mean, the original, like, I think part of maybe why it didn't work for me or it could have worked better is, like, you listen to the first two, two minutes of the song and you sound like you're listening to the version from 2012. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he pops in. And so, like, right, I right. feel like maybe a, like, a little more integration or a little bit more, like, bringing some of the elements he's bringing into her piece of it rather than being – it kind of happened more after he came in. Then there was a little bit more mixing. Yeah. So maybe that was yeah. a choice she was making. Um, a sort of like a surprise move or something. Like you think you're listening to one song, you're listening to another, but, but I don't know. I'm here for like interesting kind of genre crossing things moments. Yeah. Have you, had you ever heard of Francie style? No, before? tell me more about him. I was just yeah, going to ask. Um, I couldn't find a ton about him, but um, he's from the Bronx. According to his Spotify um, profile, his given name is Anthony Lopez. And he, um, I think, is a singer and a songwriter and a producer. And so he's actually worked on, he's worked in a couple of remixes with her. But he also wrote Havana, the Camila Cabello song that was like a huge, mm, huge hit. Interesting. 
Yeah. So, but then he's like rapping on this song. So I don't know. He seems to be like kind of a jack of all trades potentially. And according to his Twitter, he's in Argentina now. All right. But yeah, the subject matter of this song is super perfect for her voice. It's it's a very intense breakup song about mm. how like super connected you are to someone when you're in a relationship with them. There's a line, dentro de mi tengo semillas de ti, which is like, whoa. Mm-hmm. But I mean, kind of real, the ways in which you like get super bonded with somebody when you're in a relationship and the way that you affect each other. Yeah. And then what does it feel like to dissolve all of that, you know? So um, I like this. There's like a cartoon kind of drawing that goes with this particular song and I, I think that I do feel like her voice has this like dreamy sort of a little bit fantastical quality to it so it, it fits for me mm. um but yeah I'm a fan of her and I'm I'm not surprised that that's not your jam you're not like a yeah girl with guitar kind of yeah music listener but I respect I respect Carla Morrison yeah you yeah know. she's I mean she's definitely talented for sure all right so oh. my next song is by una otra mexicana um, though operating in sort of a different space. Um, mm-hmm. This is Girl Ultra, and the song is called Ella, Tú y Yo. Ella viene de noche Ultra before, so. la verdad no me acuerdo, pero um, she's been around a minute. As I said, she's Mexican. Um, she gives a solid live, li- she gives a solid live show. I saw her last year um, at one of these like you know summer concerts um, that I attended outside somewhere, <laughs> and um, and this is the single off of what she's calling her debut album. Um, mm-hmm. She had a project last year called Adios, which was maybe eight songs, which I guess is maybe long for an EP, but short for an album, like a full length, you know? Like she trying to, <laughs> is she trying to have like a restart? <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like, you know, artists just like get to decide like what's their like debut album or lo que sea, you know, I think I that guess. you just get to make that call. 
Pero either way, yeah. her upcoming full-length album is called Nuevos Aires, and mm -hmm. it's gonna be coming out this summer. And I hear that it's gonna have features by like Cuco and Jimena Sariñana. So oh, cool. I'm excited to hear those collaborations. Um, you know, Girl Ultra has this like sort of steamy R&B um, style that she goes for. And I think she does a really um, good job and is really creative with it. And um, I've been I've been a fan of her of her work. Um, and the video for this is cute too. It's like got these like vintage sci-fi vibes. She's plugged into all these TVs and has this like stunning red outfit on. You should watch mm. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, where did you see her? Um, I think I saw her at like Prospect Park Bandshell, maybe, if I'm oh, remembering that's a cool correctly. Venue. Yeah, that's a fun venue. Um, speaking of live music, can we talk about it? Cuéntame. You saw Bad Bunny this oh, weekend. Oh, I did say I did see Bad Bunny this weekend. Tell me, is that why he's your novio now? Like, um, tell me, he's been it? my novio. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No. No. It was you like a him really, young. It's fine. Really fun, and um, I all I really wanted out of the show was to, for El Alfa to come out to La Romana, and mm -hmm. El Alfa came out. Oh my so god! That's so I like lost my mind. It was so good, um, and yeah, I mean. Benito was like, you know, the, the show started out like really like muy filosofico, you know, like mm -hmm. <laughs> it was really, it yeah. was like really sweet. He also had like a full fucking set of stiletto nails that are, were like wow. neon yellow. And I'm like, wow. okay, go on with your bad self, bad bunny. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Yeah. To yeah, match his hard on the hair. nail thing, the nail art. All right. All right. I was very jealous. You were there with like three of our friends so yeah, I, I like yeah. saw so many stories so many stories from that concert it was v cute v cute i'm glad that because when we saw jay bob and we were bummed that there were no like surprise no yeah guest collaborators <laughs> so i'm glad that i think it was a I'm different time in latino music you know like two years ago yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 it was a different time like this is like yeah Madison Square Garden, like the main area. When we saw Jay Balvin, it was like in like the little theater. But oh, this is it? like the big ass Madison Square Garden. Right. And it was sold out. Right. It had been sold out. I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah. He's such a big deal right now. Yeah. That's fun. I'm glad it was good. It was super fun. I, I was really hype about it. Nice. Why don't you tell us about your next song? So this is my last song, and I want to give myself a little shout out <laughs> because they, I brought, <laughs> I'm bringing all mujeres to this episode. Yes, and I, uh, I love that. Can, I know, and I can be really dude heavy in my music taste. So, and that was not; it was just a coincidence. It was not like on purpose. Oh, it just happened it. to be the stuff that I was digging. So yeah, love I'm, it. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> um, so this is a song called "No Estaba en Mis Planes" by Marisa Moore. Dulce amapola que juega conmigo, tu boca me sabe a tanto peligro, tú me seduces más, más, más y ya no sé qué hacer para seguirte el ritmo. Sé que tu amor puede ser explosivo, pero tu fuego se ha vuelto adictivo. Empiezas a bailar, bailar Y no sé por qué, pero me gusta arder contigo No estaba en mis planes Amarte, volar en tu planeta y quedarme 
totally discovered from the release radar on Spotify, which is a playlist that they set up for you um, every week, which I appreciate yeah. that this has the new, the new music. Yeah, if, you, if you're on Spotify, um, I would check it out. It, it often brings me stuff I really love. And yeah, there's some, um, there's some artists that it's just like a type of voice that I'm immediately drawn in, and she's one of those. And she's mm-hmm. definitely in the like singer-songwriter, girl-guitar yeah, yeah. kind of vibe. But yeah, she has like a very dreamy, sweet voice, but also has a kind of an emotional cutting to it that I really loved. Um, This is from a brand new album called Amores that was released this month. And she's from Sonora, Mexico. And so um, it seems like that, those roots, although she's in Mexico City now, like influence the music and the things that she, the elements that she brings into what is like also kind of pop folk rock music. Um, Mm -hmm. I liked a lot of the new album, so I definitely recommend checking the whole thing out. It's her second album. The first one was self-titled album that came out in 2015. And she's definitely, I think, in the same category as like Carla Morrison and maybe also Natalia Laforcade. Although Natalia's voice, I think, is in like its own class. But yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but similar arena of music For in sure. Mexico. And, and yeah, she's also really beautiful, <laughs> which like, helps. isn't always a factor for me in music. But yeah, it's definitely something I noticed <laughs> when I was looking at her website. Um but yeah, I don't know. I just I just really liked it. And uh, the whole album is really beautiful. So I recommend going and checking that out as well. Awesome. What did you, what did you think of this, Beto? Um, I feel like same, you know, like it's like not the not like the most compelling style of music for me, but it's sweet, you know, she's got a sweet voice. So you never had like your like lesbian coming out phase of like listening to angry girls with guitars no i never i didn't didn't do that i skipped the ani defranco tori amos you know like all of that skipped it skipped right over it yeah mine was like kind of abbreviated i was not by the time i discovered ani defranco i wasn't really angry anymore so (laughs) it didn't it like that would have been great in high school the same way yeah Oh man, if I had discovered her in high school, it would have been perfect, but like I was so closeted. I was so closeted in high school and I had nobody around me to like steer me in the right direction. <laughs> um, like toward I know, toward Ani DeFranco. Um so yeah, when I I was like I listened a little bit, but I was like, no, nah, this isn't doing it for me. I mean, I listened to Shakira. Shakira was kind of a little bit that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You but know, in high school, but like that like yeah. Donde están los ladrones era Shakira. Right. That was like a right. girl with a guitar. That's who I listened to That's like true. that. That's true. That's true. I mean, I was just in such an American cultural context growing up in North Carolina. But then what about like Tegan and Sarah or any of those nope. people? Did, nope. 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 Totally I feel like if like Tegan that. and Sarah were standing in front of me, I would not know who they were. Really? Correct. You wouldn't even recognize them? They have no. pretty iconic because they're twins. Yeah, <laughs> I know that they're twins. twins. I know that. I know like yeah. about them, but I don't. Yeah. No. I don't, yeah. no. I don't know her. No. 
(laughs) (laughs) All right, Mariah Carey. Okay. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. Well, it's time for the song on this episode that I'm just gonna be in the same place you just were well, maybe even a little yes, more strongly just I'm not. really excited about yeah. this that you're gonna hate oh, me for it okay yep totally let's do it <laughs> all right so the next song is uh based is from an artist called Wasted Fates who is an electronic artist based out of Monterrey um or originally from Monterrey I think he's based out of uh, Mexico City now um pero this is off his new album Turbio and it's called Clinica music that sort of like throws me off a little bit and it's challenging yeah. and like makes me okay. have to dig in a little bit to like okay see what they're doing um yeah. and yeah so wasted fates is octavio Ka. i don't know the na- last name is spelled kh so i'm really sort of at a loss as to how to pronounce it but mm-hmm. he yeah. is from monterrey um and he's part of the dj collective slash label slash party outfit like nafi who we talked about before. Um, They're this, you know, really creative group of folks that are just sort of dominating the underground club scene in Mexico City right now. Their events are always like super queer. They always like, just like look super lit. Um, I've unfortunately never been to a NAFI event in Mexico City, pero I have been to a few of their events here in Brooklyn. Aunque it can't be the same. No, (laughs) I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. Pero anyway, um, this track is called Clinica, as I said. It's the opening track from um, the from Wasted Fate's debut album. It's called Turbio. And it's this just really dark album in general. Um, uh, there's this track called La Excavación, in which there's like this audio sampling of digging out rubble from the earthquake, for example, yeah. Um, yeah. that he sampled when he was volunteering to clear out the rubble in the aftermath. And so, so it's like a lot of like these super dark um, themes and sonically um, 
all these like you know textures that are sort of ominous and um and the, this song has um like emergency like um ambulances and stuff that they said is also from the hurricane the from the earthquake time like yeah yeah so the there's beginning. a lot of like this like sort of like darkness and doom a little bit and you know i chose is that why you like it? maybe <laughs> I'm just like in yeah. a doomy place right now. Uh-huh. You know, he says that it's also like in addition to uh, other things, it's like um, sort of like references narco culture and the stresses of the drug wars, which, mm. you know, like as a person from Monterrey, he's like in the north, you know, super fucking real. Right. And you can mm-hmm. really feel it in the music. And he recorded this album sort of at a time when he'd like lost two computers. Apparently he was like just doing it on like borrowed studio time and borrowed equipment, just lugging hard drives around, like making it work. But I chose this track because I think it's one of the easier ones to wrap your head around. And it's got like a little bit of like a (laughs) dance hall influence, which um, I think like lightens it up a bit, but while still being, I think pretty dark in a way that I think is really fascinating. What are you usually doing when you're listening to electronica? Um, I am doing other stuff. Like I like to, I like it for work because it doesn't have lyrics. Right. So like if I'm writing or something, I, you know, it's nice, um, in the background or, um, yeah. Yeah. Especially like if I'm working or writing, I, I think that it's really nice to have these like it's more like just instrumental tracks um, and sometimes just listening, you know, like that's like the activity, right? Like just like listening because right. it's like it's not like um, unless you're really familiar with it, sometimes it's not the easiest background music. So like if you right. just like sit there right. and you listen to it and like try and figure it right. out, I think that that can be really compelling. Got it. But, you know, if you're into this and electronic music, I definitely give the whole album a listen. I think it's really cool. Yeah. I think I, similar to you in like folk music, it's like I can appreciate that there's artistry involved in like composing these pieces, but yeah, they're difficult to listen to. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Totally. And, you know, I I feel that too. It's not like for every single mood. And, you know, like I also have like a lot of practice listening to like (laughs) hard, weird things. Mm -hmm. You do. You do. You do. I think I've talked about this before, but I I work as a massage therapist part time. And the the playlist that I work to has a lot of electronica in it. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like more of like chanty Icelandic electronica. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not no chanting. I don't think, but yeah, Icelandic for sure. But it's really screwing up my Spotify algorithm, though. Oh no! <laughs> and I want to figure out. You need I a new. You like, need a family account and have a separate account for massage. Oh, that's smart. Because I don't want to pay for a second account, but a family account wouldn't be that expensive. Yeah, it's like five more dollars. Oh, you're smart. I should do that. I've been wanting to email Spotify and be like, "Can you just not count any listens on this one playlist I listen to literally ten hours a week?" Because. <laughs> Like every time, like, like in my release radar, it's all this stuff, and I'm just like, just like, thumbs down, thumbs down, thumbs down. <laughs> yeah. The algorithm is probably so confused because they're literally like, you listen to it so much, and that's you really hilarious. don't like it. I know it's, but that's a smart thing to separate the account. So it's like, yeah, I can. I mean, in that context, it's really just like I'm tuning it out, and also it's like relaxing or whatever. Yeah, it's like a lot of nature sounds and stuff, but not. I can get into that. I would listen to. I can get into like yeah, some think, whale chants. Yeah. Well, no, they're not. I don't think there's any whales. There's I some love whales. Moaning, I, like, there's definitely some moaning. I'm about the whale songs. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we contain multitudes, you know? We contain you know, multitudes. we truly do. <laughs> I mean, that's really, really all there is to it. 
I feel like sometimes these artists, I wonder if they're like so surprised to be talked about in the same breath as some of these other artists. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, this just wraps another very Rayomanea episode. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. It's like all they have in common is this very, not actually very strong thing, which is that they have roots in Latin America. <laughs> it's like such a wide. That is such a big tent. It's such a, even if Rosalia is not in it, it's such yeah. a big tent. <laughs> she still doesn't get to be in it. <laughs> no, she's not in it. Sorry, Rosalia. Um, all right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, as always, all of the videos and information about these songs are in our show notes at rallybanana.com. And if you haven't left us a review yet, please leave us a review. I was just reading all of your new, all the new reviews that you've left mm. lately. And they're so sweet. Um, they really help us out. So if you haven't left one yet, please do. We're also working on a new listener picks episode. So it's now is the time to send us your picks. Um, ideally, send us a voice memo, voice memo to rallymanea at gmail.com. You can record them on your phone or your computer. Um, but if you don't want to do a voice memo, you can also just send us an email and let us know what song by a Latinx artist that you're listening to that you think we should feature on the show. Gracias, babies. Hasta la próxima. Bye. A sufrir mejor, ella se queda sola Sin que nadie la controle o que la joda Prefiere estar sola Heidi Brown Luchi Dior Milka La más du 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 da yeah. Good vibes love yeah. El club de las buenas vibras Draco Be Chris, Papa yeah. Tigre, La Real Tía, no, 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 no